Larry Campbell and Teresa Williams have been making music together for over 30 years. In that time, they have toured with musical legends like Bob Dylan, Levon Helms, Phil Lesh, and the Black Crows, along with a host of other musicians. They put together a documentary series called It Was the Music that will be premiering on Fans.Live this December and January. It's a reflection on the music they've made over the years. The series features 10 episodes that air weekly. They set out across America connecting with musicians and exploring the influences on the music they've made over the years. I had a chance to connect with Larry and Teresa and talk about all of this. It was a super fun conversation, and their love for each other and the music they make was palpable. I hope you enjoy this conversation as well as the documentary. Make sure to check it out along with the soundtrack that will be released soon. Well, this is Will Houck with KNVC and the Roots Rednecks and Radicals, and I'm on the line with Larry Campbell and Teresa Williams. Thanks for joining me today. Glad to be here. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. Absolutely. So you guys made a documentary recently about your musical career. I'd like to talk about that in a few minutes, but first, can you give me a, a, an overview of your, your, your long musical career? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Teresa and I have been doing... So we've been married for 30 years. We've been... A uh, little over. A little over 30 years. We've had, we had separate careers for the first um, decade, at least, of our marriage. And then, um, um, uh, you know, both of us on the road in different situations and, and um, uh, not, not together as much as we had hoped. And, um, um, and in, in uh, 2005, um, after eight years, I left Bob Dylan's band and, and um, through a series of events, uh, began this thing with Levon Helm in Woodstock, um, which uh, we did a couple of records with Levon and started doing uh, the Midnight Rambles at his barn up there, which turned into this weekly uh, musical event. And, um, and Teresa had just come off the road then from... Um, from a play that she was doing, and uh, we, uh, through a series of fortunate events, we ended up both being involved with Levon. And um, since then, uh, we've pretty well done everything we do together, and it's uh, it's worked out nicely, quite nicely. And we're still married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's. Yeah. yeah. So um, the documentary is, is, is really interesting and um, has all kinds of uh, musicians in it, everyone from uh, Phil Lesh and Emmylou Harris and Jackson Brown. And um, it, it, the, the concept of it is, is really interesting to me. And so I was wondering if you guys could uh, talk a little bit about um, where the idea for the documentary came from and uh, kind of what you were shooting for with it. Well, this is uh, the idea and the, the uh, genesis of this is totally uh, Mark Moskowitz, the director and creator of this, he um, he saw us playing at a, a theater in Pennsylvania, and um, he and he didn't said he didn't want to come to the concert. That either his girlfriend or his son dragged him along, if I recall. Right, right, and um, and he was uh, he said that he was just moved by what he saw, and he had he had had it in you know he's a filmmaker. 
he had done some uh, interesting films and award-winning films before this. And he, he um, uh, the way I understand it, he always had it in the back of his mind to 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 do a film that had something to do with the 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 connection between music, how how music makes people connect, and how it makes them feel, and how it. Um, how it, it it's a it's a form of communication between people and um and after seeing us his idea sort of crystallized um and he literally came up to us after the show to the signing desk and said um I'm a filmmaker and I I'm interested in doing this documentary and we were like yeah okay fine thanks for your card see you later you just dismissed it out of hand but he he actually followed through was yeah. like yeah and it's sort of, um, I mean, the, the the underlying message through the whole thing, I think, is about about how music brings people together, and and um, and know. what happens between the stage and the audience. What's that spark that happens there? Right, right. And, that uh, is such, yeah. And how music brought Teresa and I together, and how that's sort of the glue of our relationship, and and um, and. Um, and then he, um, uh, you know, as I don't know that he had the whole thing worked out in his head when it started, but, but um, it, you know, it, it went through. He got in touch with a lot of the people that we have worked with, um, you know, Jackson and, and Phil and Yorma and Jack and um, uh, David Bromberg and people like that, and um, uh, to get their perspective on working with us and their perspective on on how their music reaches people and what it does to them and what music what what music does to them individually too you know yeah it's a, it, it's it's an interesting thing to hear people's story of how they get in, involved in music you know especially um who make it their their career um uh, could you guys you know, maybe one at a time uh, tell me like what what was your entrance into music Go ahead, Teresa. Yeah, let yeah. me let me because yeah. yours is probably more interesting to all the guitar slingers out there. Um, I don't remember ever not singing, and frankly, singing in public from like four years old at church. Uh, my parents, you know, music in the house at night and, and part of the daytime. Um, the whole time I was growing up, and all of my grandparents and my parents loved music. And there was, if we weren't playing it, there was a radio going somewhere. Even if we were out in the field working in the field, my brother would have the kitchen little little kitchen radio strapped to his belt. Um, so I just grew up with it. And Hank Williams was my father's favorite, um, you know, poet. And um, Johnny Cash, though, were, uh, Jimmy Rogers, those were, were the revered ones. And then as I got older, of course, my brother and I discovered uh, radio out of Memphis, and it wasn't all George Jones and the Chuck Wagon Gang. Um, you know, then we started getting all this other stuff and that was branching out from what my parents listened to and most of the people in the community. And, um, yeah, that just... It, it was just a natural thing in my life. And, um, and I, you know, as a young kid, I mean, I was always deeply affected by music and, and not even realizing it, you know, but it would, it would, 
it would really get into me. It would really seep deep into me when I'd hear music. And and um, but then the Big Bang for me, as is true with so many people my age, was um, the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show, February ninth, nineteen sixty three, and um, sixty four rather. And um, yeah, February ninth, nineteen sixty four. That was the big, literally the Big Bang. That um, uh, you know, I saw them, heard them, and like so many other people of that generation, just decided, well, this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, and and it was um, uh, from having been exposed to them, uh, the paths. And, uh, you know, it was like literally like the universe expanding because you'd, you'd get a Beatles record and there'd be a song on there by Chuck Berry. Well, who's Chuck Berry? And then you find out who Chuck Berry is. And then you find out from listening from there, you go to, oh, well, and then who's all the, who's Little Richard? Oh, yeah. B.B. Um, King. Oh, man. Uh, you know, and, and uh, then, then on a Beatles record, there's a song by Buck Owens. And then you start following that path, and it's all this great country music. And, that and leads right back down to West Tennessee. That's right. Yeah, Most of it. it's true. And, yeah, um, you know, we're we're I'm I I grew up. It's technically the Delta, the Mississippi Delta. We're on we're on the edge of it, but it is um yeah. Yeah. And Go that's, ahead, Larry. That's where all the great music comes from, you know. So and it's not it's not that strange it. that we uh that that week. Uh, coincide, uh, how, what am I trying to say? That we met up and, um, the love at first sight thing musically and, and otherwise, uh, is not that surprising because of the combustion that he's talking about right yeah, there. Right. And, and, um, and I, you know, growing up in New York City, um, uh, in the 60s, um, I spent almost every weekend at the Fillmore East, you know, and, um, the bands that I saw there were just, you know, were, were um, the, it, it was life changing, you know, to see Jimi Hendrix or Cream or um, uh, Grateful Dead, uh, Moby Grape, the Jefferson Airplane. Um, uh, Let me just interject that they had Larry had a, f- a friend's father was in the business and started taking Larry and his friend to those concerts at the age of twelve. Yeah. So yeah. he saw a lot of things that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and and um the uh you know I, I mean I I had this insatiable appetite for uh to devour this music and and I mean still do actually but it's um uh and and so well anyway so I when I but by the time I was 11 years old I I was determined to become the best guitar player in the world, and and I'm still working on that. So, uh, <laughs> so there you in go. the world, okay, in the world, okay, Lair. History, yeah, great. I'm I'm I impressed. Mean, I, I mean, I'm not there yet, but I'm gonna be. <laughs> That's a good goal. Uh, that You're pretty good. good. Yeah, <laughs> keep trying. That's all. Well, any, anybody who plays uh, guitar for Bob Dylan is is up there for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. He's up there. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. So yeah. the uh, the documentary features so many people and um, uh, so many names that people will recognize. How did you guys choose the people that wanted you wanted to be in the documentary? 
That was the director. Yeah, that was my That's his, um, yeah. It, his party, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, you know, like, uh, there were opportunities that we were, um, we were on tour with Sean Colvin at one point during the film, and um, and we had just, I, I guess with Jack, we were touring with Jackson Brown, too, uh, and um, I think we had done, been doing some shows with Phil, and certainly with Jack and Yorma, uh, with Hot Tuna. Um, these were just people we were working with uh, as the film was being done, and... Um, and then, and I was producing uh, David Bromberg's record, and we had Bill Payne in the studio, who's worked with us, Teresa and I, a bunch. And um, and you know, we've done a bunch of stuff with Little Feet, and um, it just kind of all worked out, you know, just by him, um, just by Mark being there at the opportune moments, he was able to get a a clear picture of who should be involved with this, and and. And what and what their relationship with us was, and and how he could make it all fit in, you know. Right, right. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing how um, the the music from from a lot of the artists from that generation and music musicians from my generation. I was um, I, I was born in seventy eight, graduated ninety six, um, but uh, the the musicians who are who are americana music who are making americana music who are my age a lot of the entry point for a lot of them was uh, john prine and um and and music from that that 70s and 80s and that that whole sort of thing and it's just it was interesting to me watching the trailer for the film about how many of those musicians are such an incredible uh influence on the the younger musicians who are making americana and country music today that's it's right a, it's a really incredible thing yeah and and you know I always think of Levon and and the band um, and certainly Bob at that time as ground zero of of what became the Americana genre. You know, uh, uh, I mean there was um, there was no real name for it back then, but it was. Uh, but these guys were um, were taking all kinds of disparate. I mean, everything that was real American music from blues to bluegrass to rock and roll to gospel to country to New Orleans and all that, and and melting it all together and coming up with this thing. Right. Absolutely. So looking back on the film, what are some of the um, so, some of your favorite moments from the film? Well, I'll tell you mine right away is... Oh, let's is, hear it. ...is um, sitting on the porch with Teresa's mother and dad... Um, and all of us singing together, um, uh, singing farther along. Is that right, Teresa? Was it? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. That was um, that was my favorite right there. That's fun. What about you, Teresa? Yeah, maybe me too. Maybe maybe me too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I have to. I think I have to agree, Larry. Yeah. It was. Um, you know, Teresa's parents, um, when I first came down here and heard them all sing together, um, uh, her mother, father, and her brother and her, it's, um, it's, there's, it's that thing that you always look for, that I always look for in music, which is uh, a pure emotional expression that has nothing to do with what you've learned or what you're trying to do or or 
or you're not trying to impress anybody, you're not trying to show off, you're not trying to dazzle, you're not trying to do anything. You're just... Not trying to get over. Yeah, you're just <laughs> opening your mouth and singing and connecting together from this from this real pure, honest place. And that's... Um, uh, uh, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I mean... And that is so it's it's the most alluring thing about music making to me that's great yeah playing music when you when you get into that moment it always feels mystical to me when that happens you know it always feels like it's yep, very spiritual whatever, thing whatever art you're in if you can accomplish that uh that place that's the goal of all of it absolutely Definitely. So, what what do you think it is that uh, you'd like people to take away from the documentary at the end of the day? You know, um, I was talking to Mark. I I I finally call him Moskowitz because our manager is is also named Mark. Um, We were talking this week, and he pointed out that he said I set out to make this film about music and you know as we stood in my kitchen that day said this is really about my record collection (laughs) so um he said but then these projects uh, end up telling you what they are about not necessarily what you thought you were doing and um he said there's a thread through it because we're discussing like being on the road versus me being down here with my family and it's um the road thing is is really difficult but and it, like he said there's this thread going through of this discussion of what really matters and yes the music is all there and everything but the people in it talking are it just keeps coming back to this thread of what really matters in life, the big picture. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I think people are looking for some some good positive stuff out there to try and uh, contextualize things, you know. So um, can you tell us about uh, the release date and uh, where can you find the, the, the film when it gets released? Uh, so it's December 13th, right, Teresa? Oh, this is terrible. We don't know our we don't have our P's and Q's down. I do know that it's available on fan, uh, fans.com fans.net. Dot net. Yeah. Boy, boy, this is sad. Yeah. Um fans.net and uh it, it, and yeah. then there will be other platforms later. Right. Okay. Uh really soon later that might be a little more familiar. Um right. and the, the fans.net is as of December 13th. All right. And, and so it's um, it, it's going to be released in um, multiple episodes. Is that kind of the, the, the idea? Right. There's there's 10 parts in the series. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Cool. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing. All I've seen so far is the trailer. And I saw the trailer, and I was just really, really excited by it because all the musicians that are in it are huge oh, inspirations to me. And um, I was just like, I can't wait till this is out. It looks really good. So do you guys have any um, projects you're working on here in the future? I know you're kind of focused on this and fixing tractors and whatnot, but um, do you got any uh, music projects lined up for the next year? Well, we had, uh, Teresa and I did a live record um, at Levon's Barn with our band um, last fall, and um, uh, it's... it's, um, It's ready to go out the door, right? It is. It's ready to be released, but we got to get... you know, we're waiting waiting to see what touring in the future is going to look like and what 
record promotion in the future is going to look like and, and all that stuff. So that's the next thing of our own that's coming out. And then hopefully... Uh, there's, there's tentative stuff on the table, but, you know, we just, like you said, it's just a wait-and-see scene right now. Right, with this pandemic. And, and, um, and I, you know, I have it, I'm, I'm hoping that by the, by the end of 21 that we have another studio record in the can, but um, we'll, we'll be, um, you know, that's, that, that, that's the, amb- my ambition right now is to get that done. So. And I'm in, I'm, I'm down. This is actually a good time to be dwelling on that stuff, of course. Um, but I'm, I'm down. My dad, uh, if we had to do the film today, we wouldn't have caught, some of the things we caught with him because he's gone farther into Alzheimer's. And um, uh, so I'm down here, you know, full time right now with this, and I'm just grateful for the time um, to be with them. All right, guys. Well, that's all the questions I had for you about the uh, about the documentary. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks again for uh, for letting me chat with you. And, um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's a pleasure, Will. Yeah, well, we'll thanks. see you out there somewhere. Hope to shake your hand one of these days. 